Hello, I'm Kaylee along with Tuesday, and we're the hosts of Whiskey and Popcorn. We have a very special episode for you today coming straight from our Phoenix Film Festival 2019 coverage. We had the opportunity to see an advanced screening of Disney Nature's Penguins. Penguins follows the trials and triumphs of an Adeli penguin named Steve, and he's on a quest to build a nest, get the girl, and raise a family. This is arguably Disney Nature's most ambitious animal documentary to date, with various teams shooting in the harsh Antarctic climate over the course of three years. This totaled out to about 900 shooting days. Producer Roy Conley joined us for that special advanced screening at the Phoenix Film Festival. And Tuesday and I sat down with him after the film to get the inside scoop on how Steve's story came together. We started off by asking Conley why the team chose to feature the Adelie penguin instead of something more iconic like the Emperor penguin. Well, the Emperor penguin had actually been addressed with March of the Penguins. And my two directors have spent a lot of time in Antarctica. And they are totally in love with the Adeli. You know, uh, the Adeli, I like to say the Adeli is half the size of an emperor with twice the amount of personality. And they are. They're, they're, they're hilarious little creatures. They're probably the tallest Adeli would be about 18 inches tall. And they're truly the tuxedo penguin. They're, they are black and white and they have the nice white chest. And they're really amazingly interactive little creatures. Just a little pint-sized version of the emperor. So um, in casting Steve, our lead penguin here, how did you find that particular penguin? And was it just the one Steve, or were there multiple uh, backup Steves? Well, there's definitely one Steve that is the inspiration of our film. And we found him literally building the nest. And the great thing about Adelie penguins is that when they build a nest, that nest will be the nest that they come back to for years and years and years. So we were always able to track Steve to that one location and follow his exploits. Uh, Now, we've shot in five different locations, and sometimes you might see behavior that looks like Steve, but it, um, it is Steve in spirit. And so this whole film took place over almost three years. Yeah. Three, well, three years in filming, we, had, um, we would get there in late October and film until early March, and then you have to leave because you're losing light. You just, I mean, it's total darkness down in the South Pole during that time. And then, you know, uh, it took a year plus for just the logistics to move things in. We, you know, the amount of camera equipment that we had down there, we brought in a, a ton worth of camera equipment to McMurdo, which is the American base, and a ton into DDU, which is the French base. And then from there, they would go out and set up camp where where they were shooting. Minus the obvious cold factor, what other challenges were there with filming in this particular location compared to some of the other Disney nature shots? Well, listen, every place that you go is going to present incredible problems. I produced a film a couple years ago called uh, Born in China, where we had people on the Qinghai Plateau, which is the highest plateau on the planet. Uh, it's coming off the Himalayas, and, and you know, literally, it would take eight to ten days for our camera guys to acclimatize to that. And you know, they, we had oxygen on set so that they could actually get a little bit of pure oxygen once in a while. So every place is tough. This might be the toughest. I mean, you're dealing with catabatic winds that come in at the end of spring, early summer. 
that are going at about 150 miles an hour. The temperature drops down to 45 degrees below zero. Um, and depending on where our guys were, we, you know, the, the guys out at Cape Crozier, which is near the American base, it's the windiest place on the planet. And th they were intense. And to be in a tent in 135 mile an hour wind, uh, you don't get much sleep. So when down there is, is the concept to be as hands off as possible with the animals around? Like as much as I would love to go up and hug all the penguins, like how did the interaction look like between the crew and the penguins, of course, the seals and other wildlife that was down there? Yeah, we really adhere to very strict kind of documentary rules in terms of how we do this. We, we don't call these documentaries. We call them true life adventures. But we make sure that we never purposely interact. Now, the interesting thing is if you're dealing with big cats uh, like the snow leopard or lions on the Serengeti, you're using long-distance long telephoto lenses. When you're dealing with monkeys and animals like penguins, you actually can get rather close to them because they're curious about you and they'll come to you. We were really careful in this case never to go into their nesting area. So anything that you see shot in the nesting area was done with telephoto lenses. But when you're outside, they, they'll walk right up to you and they're very interested in what we're doing there. So, you know, you interact with them, but we never put them up to any kind of activity. We never try and direct them in any way, because you can't. They're penguins. So just kind of a follow-up question to that really quick. How do you keep to the story? Because do you go down there with a storyline already in mind, but how much of the nature actually influences what the outcome is? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think we walked into this one knowing that we wanted to tell a story about a dad, because a lot of the films that we do have to do with the mother and cub or mother and chick or what. And in this particular sense, we thought it would be fun to tell a dad story. And because Alistair and Jeff has spent so much time there, they really know how... The great thing about an Adelie penguin is that the parents share the responsibilities, literally share 50-50. So we thought this would be a great way to tell a dad story. Now... What happens is you've got guys out in the field filming. They'll journal what they're seeing. That footage comes back, and we start looking at the behavior. We start looking at, you know, what is going on on the ground. And from that, we start evolving the story. We are there for three seasons. And so as we were going forward with the story, we were able to you know, go back, well, if you can find a little of this or a little of that, it helps. But never is it set up or never do we, you know. It, it's funny, a lot of people ask me, oh, you're using CG, right? There's no CG in this film at all. This is all animal behavior that you're seeing. I kind of want to touch on, you know, Disney and, and conservation. Because, I mean, there are so many nature programs out there now. Obviously, they're the old standbys with National Geographic and and then BBC's Planet Earth, Netflix yeah. now has uh, our planet. How does Disney, you know, really kind of carve out its niche in this uh, wildlife documentary type of world? Because I know Disney's actually been doing wildlife documentaries kind of from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you know, Walt started doing these back in 1949. He did a, a series of them, I think 12 of them between 49 or 48, 49 to like 60. 
Uh, he won eight Academy Awards with them, so he, he knew what he was doing. You know, I think our niche, uh, when you're dealing with this subject matter, it's about hearts and minds. And we lean on the hearts side of things. We really want families and we really want kids to fall in love with nature. And I know for me, having grown up in the 60s and 70s, watching Sunday night, you know, wonderful world, world of Disney, they used to take the films that Walt did and actually repurpose them into one-hour segments. And that's how a kid coming from the suburbs of Los Angeles learned about nature. And so it's, for me, kind of a gift, a legacy gift that I want to provide for kids now too, because a handful of us will ever get to Antarctica. I would say even less of a handful will get to the Qinghai Plateau. You know, we're, we're going to these amazing areas where these creatures are so magnificent and wonderful. I think to introduce kids to that is just a joy, and it's why I do it. Now, I was absolutely in love with the music for this film, an amazing homage to the 80s, and I am a millennial, so I just wanted to know a bit about how you narrowed down and, and what kind of, what part you had into play with the, the music. Well, this, this is truly Jeff Wilson, one of our directors, brainchild. He really, you know, we, when we knew we were telling a story about a father and his children, uh, he himself is a father with three kids, um, about the same age as the, the, the chicks in a certain sense. So he's, he's actually got a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. And he, that's what he listens to in his car. And so he figures his chicks have to listen to it as well. So uh, it was, it, and, and quite frankly, I mean, it was really kind of wonderful because it is a, a kind of homage, and at the same time, it is reflective of where, where dads are at right now, what, what kids are listening to in the back of the SUV. Uh, got one last question. It's more about your, your own career, because I saw that you have a very long career in the animation side at Disney. Born in China was your first Disney nature yeah, film, and exactly. Penguins is your second. So how has it been transitioning from like the animation, where you, you really do storyboard every single thing, every motion is blocked out to going into, you know, nature movies. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it, it's funny because I'm still in animation. I, I maintain a career in animation and I maintain this career now in, in nature filmmaking. Uh, in a weird way, they're totally opposite, but you start from, you know, an, one end in animation where you start from whole cloth and you start building a story and you basically build up until you have a whole world here you have a world and you kind of back into the story and somewhere in the middle they meet because you know the wonderful thing about animals you know i'm i'm a huge animal person they are the most incredible creatures on earth and i'll put us in the, the into into that animal range we're pretty amazing beasts but when you understand that these creatures are sentient, they, they, they have thought, they have reasoning, and that they actually care about their environment and their offspring, it's kind of wonderful to tell a story about that. And so, you know, in one sense, 
I feel that animation and nature filmmaking, it really meets in the middle. All right, thank you. Uh, Roy Conley is the producer of Disney Nature's Penguins. And Roy, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. It's been great. I love it. And that was our conversation with Roy Conley. Be sure to stay tuned for the rest of our Phoenix Film Festival 2019 coverage. Follow us on whiskeyandpopcorn.org. And don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you at the movies.